0: Today is February the 2nd. Today we see the final devastation as we read through the Bible in a year, please read Exodus chapters 14 through 16. Now in Exodus 14, Israel finally leaves Egypt. But after leaving, Pharaoh has second thoughts and he decides to pursue them and kill them all, everybody. Just forget about them being slaves. He doesn't want to be embarrassed, shamed by losing this great number of slaves. So he pursues them with his army, primarily chariots. Um, Israel sees the Egyptian army coming behind them. They uh, cross over the Red Sea miraculously. We're not totally sure where. The two primary places where it could have been would have been uh, in the north uh, along uh, the Delta area, which continues to be deep. That would have been more directly headed to Israel. Um, personally, I think a more likely scenario would have been to cross over nearer to the land of Goshen, which was uh, much more to the south, just as the there is a, a little tip of Africa that juts out, juts out and comes relatively close to the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. Um, No matter where it was, they crossed over on dry land, and the Egyptians pursued them in the middle after Israel has crossed, and Egypt is in the middle of the sea with great walls of water on either side. The Lord says to Moses, Moses, stretch out your staff close the waters over the Egyptians, and Egypt's army is devastated. Chapter 15 is a psalm, a a song of joy at the delivery. Then uh, chapter 15 and 16, we see God protecting and providing for Israel in the Arabian desert. He provides them with water, he provides them with bread in the form of manna, and he provides them with meat in the form of quail. God has delivered Israel from their enemy. Enjoy today as you read Exodus 14 to 16.
1: Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by pi between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal-Ziphon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused they are trapped in the wilderness and once again I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army after this the egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. When the word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him six hundred of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, So he chased after the people of Israel, who had left with fist raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore of Pi-Hahiroth, across from Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the waters, so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers." When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night, but the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground, with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers, chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. "'Let's get out of here. Away from these Israelites,' the Egyptians shouted. "'The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt.' When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the sea again, then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So the sun began to rise. Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh. Of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and his servant Moses. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. The enemy boasted, I will chase them and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods? O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. You raised your right hand, and the earth swallowed our enemies. With your unfailing love you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might you have guided them to your sacred home. The people hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia." The leaders of Edom are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone until your people pass by. O Lord, until the people you purchase pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses and chariots and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them, but the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourines and danced. And Miriam sang this song, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea." Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out to the desert of Shor. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Merah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called that place Merah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Merah that the Lord set before them the following decrees as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, Obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. after leaving Merah. The Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elam, where they found twelve springs and seventy palm trees. They camped there beside the waters. Then the whole community of Israel set out from Elam and journeyed into the wilderness of sin between Elam and Mount Sinai. They arrived there on the fifteenth day of the second month, one month after leaving the land of Egypt. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I am going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they will gather food and then they will prepare it. There will be twice as much as usual. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, By evening you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. What have we done that you should complain about us? Then Moses added, The Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning for he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us. Then Moses said to Aaron, Announce this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole community of Israel, they looked out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud." Then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the Israelites' complaints. Now tell them, in the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will have all the bread you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening vast number of quail flew and covered the camp, and the next morning the area around the camp was wet with dew, when the dew evaporated a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. And Moses told them, It is the food the Lord has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. So the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. Then Moses told them, Do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and kept it until morning. By then it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. Moses was very angry with them. After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And, as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts, for each person instead of two. Then, all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. He told them, "'This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake and boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow.' So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good, without maggots or odor. Moses said, Eat this food today, for today is a Sabbath day, dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. Some of the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. The Lord asked Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? They must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That is why he gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go and pick up food on the seventh day. So the people did not gather any food on the seventh day. The Israelites called the food manna. It was white like coriander seed, and it tasted like honey wafers. Then Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Fill a two-quart container with manna to preserve it for your descendants. Then later generations will be able to see the food I gave you in the wilderness when I set you free from Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Get a jar and fill it with two quarts of manna. Then he put it in a sacred place before the Lord to preserve it for all future generations. Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He eventually placed it in the Ark of the Covenant, in front of the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. So the people of Israel ate manna for forty years until they arrived at the land where they would settle. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. The container used to measure the manna was an omer, which was one-tenth of an ephah. It held about two quarts.
0: Scripture reading from the New Living Translation by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see that Israel still complains.